Mary. Join me as we look at Disney destinations and what you need to know so you can be a jolly traveler. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whenever you are listening. Welcome back. I'm so happy to have you here to join me today. I hope you're having a great week. Today's topic, um, since we are in the season of Christmas, I thought that on the podcast today, I would give you, instead of the 12 days of Christmas, 12 Disney travel tips that will help you on your next trip. I go to the parks frequently and just by going so often, you pick up little tips and tricks and have a little more insight than you might have if you just go every so often or this is your first time. So I thought that this might be a helpful podcast to those of you who are thinking about or have a Disney trip planned. So we're going to start with number 12 and go to number one. My number 12 Disney tip would be, especially if you're going in the summer months to Central Florida, you will want to invest in a pair of good sandals to avoid walking around in wet tennis shoes. Now, if you know anything about Central Florida, you know that you can pretty much count on at least one time every day, it's going to come a pop-up shower. Now, here where I live in Tennessee, a pop-up shower could be like a a light, lovely drizzle or just a few little sprinkles. But in Central Florida, it could pour so hard for five minutes that you think there is a permanent hole in the sky. We have been there before where the heavens have opened and released every bit of moisture that it held all at one time. And then it's perfectly sunny the rest of the time. What I have found helpful for for me especially. I do not enjoy walking around in tennis shoes and then them getting wet and then you have wet feet the rest of the day. So I have found that it makes my feet much more happy if I have a sandal and even if I start out wearing tennis shoes that day, I will pack in my backpack a lightweight pair of sandals just so I can slip on and slip off. Um, just for that very reason. I really enjoy Chacos. I know that Chacos, for some people, they can't get used to wearing a Chaco. So certainly there's all different types of kind of a walking sandal out there. I would not recommend like an Old Navy flip-flop. That You're just asking for some plantar fasciitis if you do that. So you want it to be something that's going to offer support, but still a sandal. So that's number 12. Number 11 is... Do not carry anything metal into the parks. The reason being is that since they have reopened the parks, they have a new screening procedure as you go into the parks, and they have made it very streamlined. If you are carrying a backpack or something of that nature without anything metal or a big hard shell glasses case, you're able to go right through the scanners and keep on rolling. If you have something metal in your backpack, fanny pack, purse, whatever, you're going to get beeped at and have to pull over to the side and empty all your contents out of your bag. So that's going to help you just buzz right through security and keep on going. Keep anything metal, metal drinking containers. I even go so far as to take out any change, anything metal, take it out you'll be able to walk right through. Number 10 would be don't be afraid to indulge in special treats while you're at the parks. 
I generally, and I, I will tell you first off, I am not the healthiest of eaters, but I am trying to be better. I feel like Elf in that he likes everything sugar. I love sugar and I love carbs, two of the worst things that you can have a love for, but I do. But I try my everyday life to limit those items. I know so many people are on a specific diet that they're trying to stay stay on that diet while they're gone. And that is totally great. Disney has some really good options for food to kind of help you stay with that healthy lifestyle. But don't be afraid to allow yourself a little treat even if it's one a day, because you're going to be walking so much, it's going to offset that few little bitty bits of calories. People will say calories don't count on vacation. I like to think that's true. You'll be walking a lot. So it will kind of offset it. So even if I'm not saying, you know, 12 times a day indulge in a snack, but give yourself that freedom because Disney has some phenomenal treats. So don't be afraid to splurge a little bit and have you a treat that you normally wouldn't allow yourself while you're at Disney indulging that treat. Number nine would be anytime you see a line form, always go to the far left. I don't know why this is. I don't know if our brains are programmed to just automatically go to the right, but I have found that anytime I have been in a situation with a line Even when I'm looking as to which line to go to into the park, which line to get to just anywhere, go to the left. And the the same is true for Magic Kingdom. I even use that in Magic Kingdom. Most people, when they get to the parks, they're going straight ahead to Fantasyland or to the right to Tomorrowland. We go left to Adventureland and it has worked for us every time. So when you see a line, food line, entrance line, any kind of line, go to the left. Number eight, do not be afraid to spend a little more money than you might have originally budgeted. And the reason I say that is because sometimes if you spend a little more money, you will make up for that in gaining time of doing things on your trip and gaining a few more perks. Even if you have a certain budget in mind, think outside the box a little and think, well, maybe if I if I go one day shorter, I could stay at this resort with this discount than this resort I was originally thinking about. You know, maybe you have little ones and for you, you want that convenience of being able to be on a walking path or a monorail station that will take you right back to the resort, that's going to save you so much time instead of if you're at the Magic Kingdom with a set of triplets and you need to get them back for naps that you have to walk a long way to catch a bus, wait on a bus, take a long bus ride back, get to the room. You're going to be saving so much time and saving your sanity if you splurge a little bit to get something that would really help the quality of your trip. So don't be afraid on some things to splurge a little bit. Number seven kind of goes back to our discussion about rain in Central Florida. You're going to have it in the summer every day. Kind of plan on how you're going to be prepared for rain. Are you going to take a poncho? Are you going to take a wear a raincoat? Are you going to take an umbrella? Some people will just take those little disposable ponchos. You need to think about, okay, am I going to reuse this every day and put it back in my backpack every day? Some people get 
too sweaty under those. Some people don't like a poncho or a raincoat at all, and they prefer to go with the umbrella. My son Sawyer has switched from the raincoat to the umbrella because he thinks it's much easier instead of having to struggle in a rain jacket, struggle out of a rain jacket. He prefers just to put the umbrella up and down. So just think about how you're going to prepare yourself and your family for that rain occasion. You don't want to be walking around just exposed to the elements. Have your game plan in mind. Poncho, rain jacket, umbrella. What you going to do? Number six, consider buying Disney gift cards to pay on your trip and or to carry with you on your trip at locations when they offer fuel points. I know Kroger is notorious, especially around this time of year, to offer four times fuel points when you buy Disney gift cards. So consider buying Disney gift cards to help pay for those things with your trip because you'll also be saving on your gas. The thing that you need to remember about the gift cards are you want to always hold on to your gift cards until you're completely finished using them. Because let's say we were to book a trip and you're paying with Disney gift cards and something comes up and you need to cancel and have that money refunded. The money will go back on those original cards. So you never want to destroy the Disney gift card until you use it and that has gone through and it and the money is gone in case you need to put the money back on the card. If you don't want to carry around a big old bunch of cards, there are ways to combine your Disney gift cards onto fewer cards. And we can talk about that if that's an issue that you have. But consider buying those Disney gift cards to help pay off your trip or even to use while you're in the parks and earn you some gas points that save on your gas. Number five, don't try to cram everything into one trip. I have so many people that I think they think that they're going to be able to do it all, see it all, experience it all in one trip. It is physically impossible to do that. I have gone, like I said, many times to Disney. I still haven't done everything there is to do. So number five and number four kind of go hand in hand with don't try to cram everything in one trip. And you also want to set reasonable expectations. You want to go into it knowing kind of like when you have your wedding. You know, you have this grandioso plan and you have a vision in your mind of how things are going to be. And inevitably, something always goes wrong behind the scenes. Something gets lost. Something gets forgotten. Something doesn't turn out the way you think it's going to. So you want to set those reasonable expectations because every trip is not going to go red letter the way you think it's going to go. A ride's going to break down. You're not going to get to ride it. Something's going to be closed that you thought was open. There's so many things and moving parts to a Disney trip that it's important to understand and to realize you're not going to be able to do it all in one trip and you need to set those reasonable expectations because if you set those expectations way too high, you're going to be disappointed. So those are uh, two great points I think there. Number three, make time to visit other Disney resorts than the one that you are staying in. The great thing about Disney is that they have so many different resorts and they're all themed differently. 
that you have access to be able to visit those different resorts. Now, I will say you have to be a little creative in how you're doing them right now because with the the regulations that they have in place, you can't just drive up to a resort that is not your own and think that you're going to just be able to go in because they do have security outside every resort location. So there's a couple of ways you can get around that to be able to visit any resort that you want to. Number one, if you're planning on driving yourself to the resort, you're going to have to have a dining reservation in order to be able to enter. Now, that dining reservation can be a table service reservation, or you can go as easy as a quick service location, pick you up a little quick breakfast and tour that resort. As long as you have an order and you will have to do a mobile order and show the security guard that you do have an order outstanding at that resort when you go to enter. You could order you a croissant and a bottle of water. It doesn't matter what the order is. You just have to have an order standing so that you can be let into that resort. Now, if you're able to arrive at that resort another way than driving, which many of them you can, If you are visiting Magic Kingdom for the day, you can visit those resort, the monorail resorts, hop on the monorail. Currently, you're not able to do that with Polynesian because they have that monorail station closed, but you could ride the monorail to the Ticket and Transportation Center and walk over to the Polynesian. That's not a problem. You can take boats to many of the locations. You could be at Epcot and either walk or take a boat to Beach Club, Yacht Club Boardwalk. So there are options to visit other resorts. If you are at Pop Century, you can take the walking path over to Art of Animation. So there are different ways to get to different resorts. And once you're there, you can just walk around. The theming that Disney does with all of their resorts is just phenomenal. And especially at the Christmas time, they're all decorated differently, but they are all beautiful. So take those opportunities, build in a little flex time to your trip to be able to look at the different resorts. Who knows, you might go to a resort and think, okay, I love this so much. This is where I want to stay the next time I go. You're not going to be able to know or get a vibe for those different resorts unless you kind of visit them for for yourself. So don't be afraid to make that time to go visit some other resorts, check them out, check the food courts out, check the pools out, see how you feel about them in proximity to the different parks, and um, you will not be sorry. You'll be glad you took the time to do that. And I didn't even mention the Skyliner. You can visit uh, Pop Century, Art of Animation, Caribbean Beach, Riviera, just by riding the Skyliner. And the Skyliner is open and available for anybody to ride. So just, you know, you can catch it at Epcot or Hollywood Studios. And you could do, you could do a a Skyliner crawl of resorts just by staying on that same um, Skyliner. So there's lots of different ways you can enjoy those resorts. So don't rule that out when you're going. Number two, this one's going to be a little controversial because Some of you are probably not early morning people like I am. And so this might cause a little groan to yourself. But I'm telling you, if you will do this, it makes the hugest difference in what you can get done in your park days. Number two, arrive to the parks early. Now people, I'm not saying if Magic Kingdom opens at 9 o'clock, get to Magic Kingdom at 9 o'clock. Nope, you're already late. You've already missed it. 
you want to get to Magic Kingdom, I would say no later than 8.15. Because what happens is Disney is not wanting people to pile up. They're wanting to be able to allow people to socially distance. So they open the parks early to be able to allow people to kind of fan out to different locations. So much so that they have been opening rides earlier than park opening. So if you can imagine getting to the parks early, you get an opportunity to kind of walk down and enjoy some some different things before the park opens. And I would encourage you, don't use that time to shop or to get your coffee. Go ahead and have your coffee in the room. Get that before you get to the parks because that is the prime time to go to a ride and be in the line, be ready for when they do open that. Now, not all rides are going to start early, um, but a lot of them will. There's been many times I have ridden two, sometimes three rides before the official park opening was ever supposed to happen. So, you know, if you're not an early morning person, consider doing this. You're getting a huge jump on things. And then if you get pooped out and need a rest, go back to your resort in the middle of the day when the crowds are generally at their highest point. Have you a little rest, freshen up, come back. Or you can stain it all day long. But you do gain so much by being there early. And especially since they're not having extra magic hours now. You know, used to the parks would have a park that had extra hours in the morning and extra hours at night. And if you are a night owl, you could kind of plan on doing those extra magic hours at night. And that would help with the crowds a little bit. But they're not offering that right now. So the best opportunity for you to get a jump on your day to get in some rides. I think by far this is very important. Number two, arrive early to the parks. Number one, big drum roll. This is probably going to be no surprise what I'm going to tell you for number one, but number one is use a travel advisor when booking your trip. And not just any travel advisor, I would highly encourage you that you would want to look for one that specializes in Disney, like myself, like my other agents. Because we go to the parks a lot, we keep up to date with all the changes that are going on. There's a lot, and unless you have an agent that they are specializing in that, do you know that there are some travel advisors that will sell you Disney that have never been to Disney before? Yes, it's shocking, I know. It's so important to book with a travel advisor that specializes in Disney, that goes a lot because we know what we're talking about. And we are able to help you and advise you Everyone is different. Everyone has a different visions, different wants, different needs. But we are trained to listen to what you're telling us and to advise you on the trip components that are going to make your trip the best for your family. I also want to encourage you, if you are a type A personality that loves doing things yourself, and I get that, believe me, I do, give us a chance Give us a chance and a try. You still have control over what you do, but by booking with us, you allow us and our small company to earn a small commission from our vendors that if you book direct, those vendors keep that for themselves. I have a client that just got back a couple of weeks ago. 
she used to work at Disney. So you know she knows. I mean, she worked there. And she has been one that has told me for a long time that she likes to plan her own vacations. A couple of months ago, she came to me to price out a trip for her, which I did, and she booked. And we've worked together over the last several months on this trip. There's been changes. There's been questions. There's been discounts applied. There's been reservations made, reservations canceled, the whole thing. And she has commented multiple times to me and she said, you know, I'm a type A person. I never thought that I would relinquish control of something like this over to someone. And she said, now being at the end of it, I would never not do this again. I will always let you do this because it has been such a blessing. You've taken a load off of my plate and I haven't had to worry about it. And that has been so nice. And I'm telling you, that is like music to my ears. That makes me so happy because that's what we want to do. We want to take that, that load off your plate and be able to help you. And like I said, even if you enjoy that process, the only thing that you can't do if, if you book through us is apply the payments to your vacation package. If you want to do everything else yourself, order your magic bands make your dining reservations, do all the things. But you have to know too, we're watching all the discounts. And as soon as they drop, we're waiting to try to get those for our clients. Now, I know you might love doing your own things, but how closely are you watching things like that? And do you really want to be the person waiting on the phone sometimes five, six, seven, eight hours a day to try to get a discount? And do you know the ways around things to try to get a discount if a discount's not available at that moment? We do. So we are there ready to help you, to service you in any way we can. Even if you're at the parks and you have questions, my clients will text me. We are available for that. So our services don't stop when the trip is booked. We follow your trip all the way through until you return home. So number one, most important to you and to us, Use a travel advisor when planning and booking your trips, specifically ones that specialize in Disney travel because they are going to be above and beyond the most knowledgeable about current happenings at Disney. Well, friends, time has gone so fast talking over these 12 Disney travel tips. I hope that you have picked up some tips that are going to be helpful for you. Most important, number one, number one. Reach out to us when you're wanting to get information about a Disney trip. We are so anxious and ready to help you. 2021, let's make that the year that we travel again, travel to Disney. Disney will be celebrating 50 years at Disney World in 2021. So it's going to be a big year, lots of fun things planned, and we are excited to help get you there. Until next week, stay safe, spread Christmas joy wherever you go, and we will see you soon. Thanks for joining me. I'm so grateful for our community. Until next time, whether traveling the world, the neighborhood, or just through life, remember, travel jolly.